Stand by your band, the podcast where people talk about music they like that other people don't like so much. Uh, Tommy, how you doing? Uh, I was doing well. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Until I, heard that I am Tom Picard, by the way. I'm joined by the Prince of Snarkness, <laughs> Tommy McNamara. We're coming at you live, hungover <laughs> a little bit, hungover <laughs> from New Hampshire. Live free or die, <laughs> podcast or die. <laughs> we are joined by the wonderful Nick Lavalley. How you doing, buddy? I'm great. Hell yeah! We- I'm psyched. This is happening. Dude, is, we are too. We're man. psyched. We're recording this from Nick's home. Uh, we've been playing with his dog all morning. It's great. Your dog's great. Yeah, Sir Paul McCartney. <laughs> Sir Paul oh, yeah. Who's that Paul. named after? Uh, <laughs> he was uh, he was in Weezer. Oh, Sir Paul McCartney, sure, right? No. So you're the first <laughs> guest we've had that is a card-carrying fan club member of the band they're talking about. Literally, uh, the card is right in front of you guys. We, there, we've yeah. seen the card. The look, card is real. At the card. Let's look at the card. Let's take a look at this card. We'll take card. a picture of the yeah, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, we probably will. If yeah, we and forget. I wish I could say that that card is like from when I was a teenager. Like the, the Weezer fan club zipper pull, that's from when I was significantly younger yeah but the card itself i got that as a grown adult that's weird <laughs> so why does it why six four nine nine yeah what's that about speak on that that's the number that's oh the cool number. so that, that's crazy me. i so wonder how many people are in it though. yeah i wonder how many came after you it is weird that on this card it says that you're not allowed within 500 feet of a school <laughs> you're legally required to go door to door and tell people that's weird. Uh, yeah, yeah it that. says you're level four what is that yeah what is that is it like a Scientology thing? Like Does, you it say Does that mean you have to wear glasses Level when you drive? Four. It must have just been like the wave of the Weezer oh, fans. Because you yeah. know how the Weezer fan club was started by Michael and Carly. You know that. Tommy might know I that. I did not know that. Oh, no, Michael no. and Carly. And then they wrote, they were kind of Weezer's like first fans when they were just a band in LA and, and started demoing and playing rooms around LA. This these uh, These two sisters, Michael and Carly, they, when they loved a band playing, I think it was like Weezer, they loved... Uh, I think Teenage Fan Club, Kara's mm-hmm. uh, Flowers, which was like an early incarnation of Maroon 5. Like Michael and Carly, when they like loved a band, they just would follow them around and go to all their shows and yeah. stuff. So when Weezer got signed, they were just like, hey, we'll run your fan club. Oh, wow. And then yeah. uh, after Pinkerton was released, after uh, I think the big like tour to support Pinkerton, Michael and Carly, the two sisters, left a Weezer show and got into a horrific car accident oh jesus wow starting this podcast off yeah. with positive energy yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. but they actually the uh weezer a b-side from the blue album was a song called michael and carly wow. so he wrote i actually a song did read about that yeah yeah, 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 so, yeah. Damn. so i think like level four it must have been like because michael and carly started the fan club and maybe uh then i i think a woman named uh, lisa runs it now with carl who's kind of like the unofficial extra Weezer member like he's been with the band forever and he does like their website and catalogs their work sure he's and... the 12th man yeah something oh, like man. that I always wanted Lisa and Carl on the Simpsons to hook up <laughs> you would you that sick like fuck that sidebar porn like anime <laughs> yeah, porn exactly. yeah okay yeah. I'm sure you can uh-huh. find that dude <laughs> so yeah. when I saw Weezer three times in one year in high school I, that was my high point I was probably a sophomore in high school and I was like the biggest that was like my most into them my high like, point was when I smoked that ganja. <laughs> I'm when just did kidding. you, I when did you first get into clean? Weezer? 
I first got into Weezer in 94, like just as the Blue Album came so out. Blue album was Sweater Song yeah. was a buzz clip. I was a sophomore in high mm-hmm. school, so I was like 15 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, that time, I think everyone says this when they were growing up, was the best time for music. Sure. But if you look back, it's the snapshot of when I was in high school from 93 to 97 mm-hmm. was great time for music. In Alternative utero. rock was the popular music. The hip, even the popular hip hop was great classic, what is now great classic hip hop, Nas, yeah. Wu-Tang, uh-huh. Biggie. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. stuff was like charting. That was popular on the radio, along with all these cool alternative rock bands, was the popular For sure. music. So Weezer came out, Kurt Cobain had just died, mm-hmm. and and I loved Nirvana. Do you remember you know? that? Like, what was that day like at school? It was, was the wondering. day after my birthday. Fuck. <laughs> so yeah, I, was yeah, like, yeah. I, I heard that was the last draw for him. Maybe it was. Nick LaValle turned 14. Nick LaValle's 15 now. I'm what 27. It's like, alright, Courtney, take me out of the game. <laughs> oh, 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 truther. I love it. Wow. Uh, and so, you do think that Hole is named after what she put in his oh, head. Oh, I've made that yeah. joke on this show before. <laughs> I have I have a slight Kurt Cobain connection. Which is, is also right? a very Rivers thing for me to do because Rivers yeah. also... He like, was obsessed with Nirvana. Oh, big time. Yeah, yeah, I was reading about that. Yeah, my, my connection is... I, I shouldn't say that. There's a woman that Kurt, Kurt dated and she's in all the Nirvana biographies. And before I was doing comedy and between... Like, when I was still like, kind of playing music and just sort of fucking off or whatever. Like, uh, Kurt Cobain's ex-girlfriend used to hang around at this bar and stuff. And she showed me her, her boobs. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So she lives in New Hampshire. There's like now. a story. I'm Massachusetts. Whoa. Were There's they a bad? Story, Is that like, why he... I, like, she's a lovely woman and I'm not saying, like, I don't, I, I, what if, I should probably shouldn't put it in the podcast. It's a different uh, podcast, but it listen. happened. No, maybe, what, I don't maybe, know. What if he, uh, what if he killed himself because her boobs were so bad? Uh, <laughs> Welcome back to Stand By Her Boobs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, uh, I shouldn't even. No, it's, I, just, it's a different story for a different time. But. I was yeah, I was reading a bunch of Rivers Cuomo quotes today, and like three of them were about how much he loves Nirvana. He like oh, was yeah. obsessed with Nirvana. Well, yeah. In uh, in um, Suzanne, the original, well, the lyric that most people know in this the song Suzanne, which was a Blue Album B side, the mm-hmm. way it was released was he says, "Even Izzy slash an Axl Rose," like he references that mm-hmm. to Suzanne. The original lyric was even Kurt Cobain and Axl Rose. Oh wow! But after he had passed, he changed the lyrics just to the make it, yeah, because yeah, yeah, he yeah. was like, he didn't feel good about. <laughs> well, especially yeah, there. if it was '94, or they were probably yeah. writing those in '93. Yeah, exactly. I read one interesting thing about Blue Album that I read, which you probably knew, is that like a lot of those songs came from. He did one of those, this, this thing. He would do a songwriting exercise. He'd be like, I want to write 50 songs, and then like it ended up being like three of the Blue Album songs came out of just like him sitting down and being like, I'm going to write 50 songs this week. Oh, ab. Absolutely, yeah. Which is something he kept doing. He would just like be like, "I'm gonna write a song every morning." Like he always he, does that. Yeah. Yeah. He has like th- he has like thousands upon thousands of songs cataloged, and like his writing process is very fascinating to me. But uh, you know, and I also play music as well. Yeah, but his songwriting process to me is really fascinating, and, and something that I kind of took on um, over the past couple years when the White Album came out last summer or, or a year and a half ago or whatever. <clears throat> Listen to a podcast. I think it's called Exploder, where they kind of break Song down. Exploder, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they broke break it's down awesome, how he yeah. writes songs. And something he said hit me because 
I'll sometimes have a melody that I'll sing into my phone and I try to find a chord progression to it afterward yeah. or like play a chord progression, just have a melody. And then I just sit on that for like months and then kind of go back and listen to them. And for his sure. songwriting process is very much the same where he just catalogs like a chord progression and a melody that he plays over and over again. And then he figures out how many syllables he can add into a song. And I just like admire his songwriting and his, uh, and how, uh, prolific it is, yeah you know? for sure I mean, 50 yeah. songs a, a month is that you said something like that. yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy some... it's uh i, I want to see some of those songs that didn't make the, the it's like coffee tastes real bad my favorite songwriting story for him is uh how he wrote hash pipe i read that he took a ritalin then three shots of tequila then like ran out to his backyard and just Th- like thought what was the first song that came to his head <laughs> that's how he wrote Hash Pipe I believe that yeah he because he was ex- experimenting doing some drug stuff around the time of the Green Album and I think Make Believe is largely about the breakup with a girl that he would basically do drugs with mm-hmm. and there's uh, there's a part of River's Edge at Biography where he was hanging out with Fat Mike from No Effects because remember when we- Weezer came back before the group Green album came out and they played a couple West Coast uh, Warp Tour dates. Mm-hmm. Rivers like met up with Fat Mike from No Effects, wow. his punk band, and brought him to like an S and M bar. Oh, like, and like Rivers was asking him like how he could make his how he can have like Weezer this like beloved like beloved like in the punk rock sense like No Effects is and and Fat Mike who's a fan of Weezer mm-hmm. pointed out to him was like you are an MTV buzz band like you guys aren't punk but that's fine because the punk scene loves you guys yeah. like you you have great songwriting and and a good ethic and and people love your band and stuff so but Fat Mike had this quote in there where he thought it was like fucked up to be at an S&M bar with Rivers from Weezer <laughs> yeah, and like yeah, yeah. he's asking mm-hmm. him how to be punk or something for sure like, we were, we were talking a lot about Rivers Cuomo. He's such a weirdo. He's a weird you know, man. T- he's a weird yeah. guy. Uh, he's a sad man, it seems like. Yeah. So I found that I have to read this quote really quick. Uh, when you look up Rivers Cuomo quotes, this comes up. I signed up for eHarmony once. It took three hours to fill out that online form. So many personal questions. Then I clicked submit, and instantaneously they responded and said, We are sorry, but there is no one anywhere in the world that is appropriate for you. So that was it. I gave up. <laughs> what was that quote from? I don't know. <laughs> you just what, put it out into the world. Rivers does nowadays, like present day Rivers. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have such a long history. No, no, it's great. Yeah. And it is like the most abusive relationship I've chose to stay in. Like I will, you. I will admittedly say that. And not just based on like um, their own creative output. Like I, I love their body of work. Even I, I think I try to find good in the bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the things that are good are really good. So mm-hmm. it's like I think that kind of balances everything out. But they are weird. Like Rivers is a weirdo, and um, what he's been doing lately is sometimes he just takes things that he overhears people say and he put he tweets it as his own. Oh, like he doesn't weird. mention that. Tommy it's does else. that with jokes. Oh fuck! Really <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure he did half your set last. Yeah. Yeah. That was his feature. At, like you were in the other room. Yeah. And he actually weird. asked me. He said, "Hey, can you can you keep Takar out?" Of the <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what so I, I did, and I'm pretty sure he did. 
That's, the the yeah. crazy thing is that the other half of it says just stuff he heard people saying in the bar. <laughs> I think okay. I said that. So we have to talk yeah. about why it's so weird. Oh, he, yeah, yeah. He grew up on an ashram in Connecticut which is called Yogaville. Yogaville he's <laughs> from, which is the... Yogaville. Which, that's where Becky's from, of course. <laughs> that's where they invented... Uh, Lattes or whatever. Yeah. Sort of the, he's, the super into, uh, he's super into meditation, at least now. Uh, he was celibate for two years, which is crazy. Yeah, Tommy's been celibate for two years, but <laughs> yeah. not by choice. He was celibate, uh, like, not even jerking off? like the, He doesn't specify, and I've asked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did Google extensively well, on what this. would be celibate to you? I think if you're saying you're celibate, I don't think you're jerking off. Oh, really? Okay. See, I say I was. I, I went thirteen months. I had a thirteen month stretch, but oh, I no still Jay, no but, Jay, in? Uh, but you nothing. would be enough. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's I'm, what I'm asking. No I'm not jerking dead. It? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not that sad. Like I was sad, but like, <laughs> I still like found a reason to love myself. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, in every way. Sure. <laughs> Damn. So we but should yeah, talk he, about... Rivers is weird. And like, I, I'm weird. Like, you guys are weird. Like, you oh, guys... Oh, I'm not for, weird. No, <laughs> I just, I just love everything cool. about... Like, I love everything about this band. <clears throat> and that album came out in 94. Kurt was... You know, Kurt was gone. And the song... I, the thing I liked about the Blue Album the most was the song... It was loud. It was catchy. It was fun. But not sure. like over-the-top pop yeah. cheese. And uh, he sang from a literal perspective, which Kurt Cobain wasn't doing. Mm. Beck wasn't... Definitely wasn't doing. Yeah, and Kurt especially Cobain hooks when... up with one mentally handicapped girl, and oh, then all of a sudden, I don't think that's a yeah, proper yeah. job. Also, that didn't happen. Yeah. But especially with Pinkerton, and I was in the punk bands and stuff too. But especially when Pinkerton came out, it was like such a literal record and like sad, but at the same time, like it's one of those records where it's like sad, but still somehow manages to a way to make you feel good. And then, totally. And I hung on. That album came out, and I remember the bad reviews, and I hung on so much. I hung on. The bad reviews for... For Pinkerton. Yeah, 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 I hung on so much to that band. And I saw them on the Pinkerton tour the night before Thanksgiving. Providence, Rhode Island. Lupo's. Uh, November 27th, 96. Saw that tour and it was like... It blew my mind. That was the first time I saw yeah. an original lineup with Matt Sharp. Where was the show? Sorry. In Providence. Providence, okay. Yeah. And then when the album didn't do so well and Rivers kind of disappeared and went into hiding, like he did go to Harvard and he uh-huh. was in Boston and you know, Manchester, New Hampshire, we're 51. Yeah. We're like a, we're like a, a glorified suburb of Boston. Yeah. By the sea. So it's like, I would drive, I saw him play these, what are now like Weezer fan, like legendary shows where he did wow. solo shows at TT, the Acoustic? bears. He had a back, he did like semi acoustic or like would have a backing band. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mikey Welch, who would later become a member of Weezer on the Green Album, like he was in the backing band at one point. He did. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, like I went to, so I went to three out of like the five or six quote solo shows that he did. And I bootlegged one of them. And I hung, yeah. And like, yeah. And I had met him like during that time too, but I was. Yeah, I you think have a great picture with him. We should also put that on Instagram. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To put on this I, took Insta. A, I took a photo of him in '97 on the street, Lansdowne Street in Boston, when I was seeing him play at like a radio, fe- a small radio festival, not what we know of festivals as today. But they played on the street, and I got a, a photo with him. And just this over this past year, like this is the thing Rivers Cuomo does. Weezer fans call it getting Cuomo'd. Like where he'll take something someone else said and he'll just tweet it as his yeah, own. Yeah, yeah. He'll take photos that other people 
uh, post, like post whether he's in them or not, and he'll just post them on his Instagram. Wow. That was very weird. Um, so like one day I woke up from a nap and I just start messing around. And he's I'm taking a picture of me on... in my bedroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Rivers is there, and I was like, Rivers, I'm not a teenage Asian girl. Oh, man. <laughs> and then he was like, Can you pretend? And I was like, Absolutely, dude. Make believe. Let me see that wheeze cock, you know? Oh, no. <laughs> Jesus. No. None of that happened yet. There's time. Uh, but he tweeted, he, he posted on Instagram the photo of him and I when I was 17. Wow. And, the, and like, we, and then like I posted about it on the Weezer fan club page on Facebook. And people were like, oh my God, that's crazy. You got Cuomo. That's when I first <laughs> learned really what funny. that was. And the funny thing is Rivers posting a photo of 16-year-old me with him in Boston on his Instagram. People were like... Oh, it's a young Nick Offerman. And other people are like, no, dude, it's Billy Joe from Green Day. Oh, this wow. must be like what? early 90s. Oh, huh. yeah. So I was getting like everything. So they just think that because he's posting on Instagram, it must be someone famous or something? It must be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was like, no, it's me. And they were like, no way, that's a chick. You know, because oh, I had this like God. long mid 90s, like Eddie Vedder hair or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We should talk about the Asian women thing. I yes. think we have to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, this came up a lot. Um, yeah, when we put it on Facebook, a lot of people, you know, said he, so he fetishizes Asian women. We have to address it. So I have to read. I'm going to read in full this thing that he posted. This is a Rivers thing from Rivers Cuomo's MySpace. Uh, So I guess he used to do like a running tally of clarifying things that were written about him. So this is his response to Wikipedia uh, saying he has an affinity for Asian women's. uh, For Asian women's. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Rivers Cuomo, actual quote. Wikipedia.org. Could we please lose the bit about my supposed affinity for Asian women? It's wrong in so many ways. Uh, he has a well-publicized affinity for Asian women, really? I can only think of a few articles out of hundreds that have made that claim. This can be heard in his music. Only a small minority of my songs are about Asian women. Let's break it down. Asian. Perfect situation. <laughs> across the sea. But he literally breaks down what race of woman each song is about. Half Caucasian. Half Asian. Falling for you, El Scorcho, Butterfly, El Girlfriend, Devotion. Caucasian. Why bother Suzanne, Jamie, Beverly Hills? Beverly Hills. <laughs> no other one. No one else waiting on you. Michael and Carly. Do you have to include the song about the girls who died in your... Did you say that that was the Caucasian one? Uh, yeah, yeah. Caucasian girls. <laughs> That's where I want to be. I'm white. Uh, <laughs> Latina. Pink triangle. The world has turned uh, five Caucasians and one Persian. Tired of sex. So out of roughly 60 songs we've released, we've released, only three are about Asian women. He's not counting the half. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would say that. Wait, the half's not, not count? Much. And then he keeps going on about how uh, he said one time in an interview that he thinks Michelle Kwan is beautiful and people keep talking about that. But yeah, he's uh, super defensive about it, which I think is funny. Tommy, but... you should do a breakdown of your jokes about what race of women <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're yeah, about. Yeah. I... So what do you think about all that? Because people say that, that about Pinkerton. The right album, the okay, so Pinkerton, you know, everyone, so many people love Pinkerton, and it's always like, Pinkerton or Blue, what's your favorite? Yeah. You know, like when people talk about Weezer. I love Pinkerton. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, and I think both albums are great. Like it's sometimes I, I think the Blue album's better, sometimes I think Pinkerton's better. And I, I feel like I, I lived through both of those records because I was, such so my formative years when they came out, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um... I think because some of the songs on Pinkerton are very literal about Asian, you, you are goddamn these half Japanese girls exactly. Yeah, yeah. Goddamn you half Japanese girls in El Scorcho. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you are a eighteen year old girl who lives in a small city in Japan across the sea. Which yeah, okay, yeah. it is like, but 
he's he's not he's 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 not fetishizing fetishizing Asian women so much. I think he's just like he's liking the feeling of being admired. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It just so happens that. But he is married to And he is married to an Asian woman. Yeah, okay, so (laughs) maybe that's his thing. (laughs) (laughs) So so maybe that's his thing. But hey, we all have a thing, maybe. I don't know. I I don't even... Like, whatever you're into, you're into. I I don't know. I don't don't think that it's so wrong, maybe, for him to be into Asian I think it's just, like, very stereotypical almost where he's just this, like, token nerdy white yeah. guy who loves Asian sure. women. He has a sword, probably. He's like the poster Japanese. boy for it. Sure. He's yeah. Japanese. Does he? he is like... Yeah. He's turning Japanese. I heard, I've heard about that. I really I, think so. I think so. <laughs> well, also, maybe it's part of his culture and how he was brought up. Maybe he's yeah, and yoga a connection film. with... with <laughs> it sounds uh, like a bad Jimmy Buffett That particular song. culture. I don't know. <laughs> Finishing Asians again in <laughs> yoga <field. laughs> Looking for my lost chopsticks <laughs> and Oh man! But it's um, weird because he he kind of denies it. But if you listen to you ever listen to that dialogue uh, at the beginning of Sweater Song? You ever listen to what they're actually saying? Yeah. Let's play it. Yeah, let's hear some of that. Uh, uh, you have it queued up? Yeah, yeah. You're gonna go to that party? Yeah. Who's gonna be there? About seventy Asian women. <laughs> But that's normal because the population is actually like 60% Asian, so he's not weird for having that many people at his party that are Asian. Actually, his wife's Japanese. I heard he went to Vietnam <laughs> just to find more Asian women. <laughs> you know, isn't that weird? That is very weird. weird. How he kind of fucks up the guitar Yeah, part it's odd that it is own song. And they, and they left that on the track. It's really weird. If you think that my wife is Asian. <laughs> yeah, and then... <laughs> Why would you wait? Is his wife Asian or not? I mean, that doesn't. I mean, yeah. she's. It seems like she is. Um, do, you, do you know okay. any comments on that? that <laughs> yeah, sure. That's, that, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, very boy. funny. This do is you, a comedy know? podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we will get into a fist fight tonight. You guys are oh, gonna have God. to find somewhere else to stay. <laughs> uh, no, that's. Uh, do you know who is doing the voices at the I beginning of Sweater Song? That is Joe Sib, who is now a, a, a comic in LA. He runs, uh, he's the owner of Side One Dummy Records. Okay. Oh, yeah, we were and, talking uh, about him last night. We were talking yeah. about him last night. That's Joe Sib. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he was in the band Wax. Oh, okay. Yeah. Remember Wax? That's what Tommy does off. Spike Jones music video, Guys on Fire, Slow oh, Motion. Shit. Joe Sib was in that band. He was in a band called 22 Jacks. He runs Side One Dummy. <laughs> That's what Tommy does off. <laughs> That, um, yeah, I remember seeing those Spike Jones Weezer videos when I was in high school and thinking they were the coolest things I'd ever seen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it was like Spike Jones and Michael Gondry. Like, those were the yeah. cool music. Michelle. Oh, yeah, Michelle yeah. Gondry. Right, Michelle yeah. Gondry. His videos are so awesome. Yeah. We saw a Paul Thomas Anderson uh, video for uh, Heim the yeah. other day that was fucking awesome. Everybody should check that out. Um, yeah, yeah. Quit fucking with that guitar, Tommy. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a guitar. We were playing the song earlier. <laughs> that was Rivers Cuomo, yeah. he, but he sounded like a dumbass. That's yeah. your impression of if Rivers Cuomo was a dumbass. I do think, yeah, I used to have that. We were talking about Blue and Pinkerton. It was like all the things, like all of my friends liked Blue Album, but I felt like Pinkerton was just me. You know Interesting. what I mean? Where Pinkerton was like the one for your feelings. Like you There's, didn't talk yeah. about Pinkerton. We like, should talk about, somebody, uh, Justin Linville posted this in the uh, in the Facebook comments. We'll get to the rest of them later, but it just... It's interesting that Pinkerton was shit on originally. Oh, like big the, time. It was uh, panned by critics, 
And Rivers is this very sensitive dude who they, like you said, they went on hiatus because of that, because he couldn't handle the the criticism. It sounded like no, he couldn't. Like, yeah, because he which wanted... I get it. I'm gonna fucking go on hiatus from this podcast if we get one more day. No, we're getting nice reviews. Well, also <laughs> mainstream music kind of changed like quickly overnight. Like I was saying at so the beginning of this podcast, how like you know you had. Kurt Cobain died, so it was yeah. kind of like, in a way, it was sort of like death of grunge, you know, uh-huh. in a way. It, you had, like, loud rock bands for a little while, but Green Day kind of came along afterwards, so it was more like upbeat, sort yeah. of like punk bands. Weezer Blue Album was sort of upbeat. Mm-hmm. Yes. Rivers, after that came out, he wanted to, and people kind of, I think he sort of didn't necessarily like the reviews of the Blue Album, where people wanted to write them off as, like, a joke or a and pop like poppy, band. Yeah, yeah. And it, there were, like, young teenagers, us... Listening to him, or you guys are a couple years younger than seven. me, but I was like 15, 16, 17 <laughs> yeah, yeah. when I first got into him, first got in the Blue Album. <clears throat> but then when Pinkerton came out, which was this loud, edgier records, literal about feelings and, mm-hmm. and all these other things. But at that time, that was the fall of 96. The 96. spring of 97 was all pop. It was like Spice Girls, the beginning of the Backstreet Boys stuff, uh-huh. um, Ska. So yeah, the Boston's are getting popular. Real big fish, and gold they finger. <laughs> so I was like, "We're not going there." <laughs> I just wanted to piss Nick off. <laughs> We're not going there. He likes yeah, those Boston. Uh, this is about Weezer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like the, the the pop culture, mainstream music changed where everything was like poppy. So people kind of was not done with grunge music or loud music, but it was sort of becoming less in vogue yeah. in mainstream mm-hmm. popularity. So they put out this loud record and. It well, wasn't called an emo too. It Everyone was sort of like to it as the emo Weezer record. The emo, yeah, it yeah. kind of like you know one of those records where it was sort of like the birth of emo. You know, yeah, for sure. In a way, it's definitely a formative album. I feel like for a lot of bands that came out, you know what I mean. Like a lot of that emo movement that became popular probably four years later. Oh yeah, like, Get yeah. Up Kids. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I um, thought the birth of emo was when Mrs. Day. Phillips gave oh, <laughs> <laughs> So we're uh, talking today about, well, we're focusing on Weezer post-Pinkerton. Yes. Now, oh, yeah, we should cover that. I want to note that I said that we should do post-Green album. Right. And you said, no, we should do post-Pinkerton. Because and then people you made a playlist up. that didn't include a Green album. <laughs> and everyone on Facebook said Green album is good. So I well, was right. I think... <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh, no, absolutely. All this to say, I was right. <laughs> I think that there's just... The Green album, to me, is this gray area where most people go, yeah. oh, it's great. And some people go, it's okay. And then some people are just like so staunch and there's like nothing after Pinkerton. It's just blue yeah, and Pinkerton. Yeah, yeah. Sure, so it's sure, like sure. That's sort of a gray area. For sure. Yeah. Whereas it's almost like the dividing line. Like yeah, it, the yeah, dividing yeah. line isn't Pinkerton. Uh-huh. The dividing line is Green Album. That's the sure. Equator. Yeah. Yes, yeah. the Equator. No, I've definitely seen people shit on the Green Album, but man, the Green Album's got a lot of bangers. Photograph though. is one of my favorite Weezer songs. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's great. Totally. I mean, in all reality, I was a kid when I listened to this, but I've, Island in the Sun got me into them. So yeah, it's wow. like, yeah, I love that song. Well, that would, that would make sense because, so you guys are a few years younger than me. Yeah. Okay? We're Let's very say young. say a few years. Yeah. <laughs> but you guys are like 10 yeah, years younger than me, We're right? smoke shows. For eight years, eight and 10 years younger than me. So, uh-huh. so like, if I got into Weezer in 94, sure. Blue Album, it makes sense that you guys got into Weezer in 2000. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. One or 2000, 2001, Green Album. Like, that's uh-huh. where you started. And 
you might have been introduced to Weezer Green Album. That's a pretty good introduction. And then you yeah. get to go back and go, oh my God, these two other albums are, are way, way better. better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, like, it's that, very similar to, uh, I mean, it's it's a little similar to getting into Radiohead where I got into like Creep or whatever and then you listen to all their other shit and you're like, oh my God, this is so different than what I've got yeah. into them for. I feel like early Weezer was way different and the themes are way darker and like it was a big transition to get into blue to get into blue and pink that's and that's how i feel about uh, uh alkaline like i love mm-hmm. alkaline trio but uh-huh. i came onto this band i came on alkaline trio so late but i have friends who are like they suck after crimson man i'm like what are you talking about but i got into them like my sh- my shame is true came out i was like you know because i was casually like them uh-huh. and i really got into that record and I was like, man, this band is great. And my friends were like, dude, they suck after Crimson. I'm like, what are you talking about? But I discovered them late, then went backwards. And I yeah. found eight amazing yeah. albums. It's pretty sure. nice. <laughs> like, like, it's yeah, great yeah. when you have that. And it's great when you start off liking something that's like the worst thing that they do. Because then you're like, oh, it's just going to get awesome. <laughs> it just here. gets even better. I I'm think like, with Weezer, you're lucky. Because I feel like Weezer, Blue Album is perfect 15-year-old boy music. So it would have been so cool to be... That age when it actually came out. Oh, yeah, you know, it's like it was the record I like made out with. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like first makeout sessions. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Weezer blew out. Oh, you made out with the scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> licking vinyl. It was the tape. <laughs> 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 and uh, I was 15. I was a late bloomer. It fit. And I have the tape, so you want to see it? You want to see it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll take a picture later. Yeah. Let's listen to it. Uh, so we, oh, all, we always have, what's that? Also, one other thing too. Yeah. Something that has come up with these, with your this particular podcast and other things too. I think people tend to associate an artist too heavily with the album that they how they discovered them. Mm-hmm. So anything that comes sure. after, they're no maybe they're no longer making memories with that artist, right? Yeah. So when you That's think about it, it's like like I love uh, like w- pick any record that you love, and then if you don't like the artist's later work, it's probably because you made so many memories with that first album yeah Yeah. and when I say memories I mean you were playing that in the car going on a date yeah with a girl you ended up being with for three years yeah you you discovered that album when you got fired from a job yeah and then like you listen to that album in like all the time so it's like you associate that album with these memories that you're making Mm -hmm. so that when the next album comes out you have no memories. Sure. And also maybe you've just kind of grown musically or you've, you've grown in life where like For sure. you only want to associate that band or that record with uh-huh. that yeah. part of your life and you almost refuse to let in yeah. the new. No, That's it's how I like, feel about Say Anything. I don't know if you ever heard yeah. that, but oh, I was yeah, super seen... into that first album. I was in high school and I loved it so much. Is a real boy. I, yeah, is a real Great boy. Record. Double album. Awesome. Yeah. I just could never really connect to anything else. But yeah, I'm sure it is good. It's just like that first album just meant so that, much to me. I've song, kind uh, of... Plan, plans? Yeah. I, I want to know your... Know. Yeah, yeah, great yeah. song. I've kind of had that with Modest Mouse a little bit where I'm not giving their new stuff enough of a chance. I've heard their latest album is great and I've listened to it once and I just... Yeah. I'm so into the like first four albums that it's hard for me to get through a Do lot they, more. They made a political album, right? What's that? Fake news for people who love fake news. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah, that is right. I forgot about that album. It's a really <laughs> <Yeah>. good one. <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's listen to Jared Thompson's voicemail. Our wonderful friend and foe of the podcast, uh, Jared Thompson, the owner of the Comedy Attic in Bloomington, Indiana, likes to give his opinions on the bands that we're talking about. Let's hear his thoughts on the band Weezer. 
What's up, y'all? This week they went to Jared. The boys are going to have a guest on defending later era Weezer. I admit I had to cheat and go to the Facebook comments because I don't know very much about this band. When they broke, I was into exclusively punk and hardcore music, uh, so we all sort of turned our noses up at this band. I mean, like the most famous band I listened to at the time was Jawbreaker. Uh, so, like, we didn't really know what to do with this band. I will say that as an adult now, obviously, I can listen to certainly, you know, Buddy Holly and songs like that and sort of appreciate how good they are because they do have some good songs. Um, I do feel like that they were sort of at the very beginning of mainstream rock and roll being the worst that it's ever been. And so for me, you know, everybody has to serve a purpose when it comes to like mainstream music. And so we've talked about this before where like the Foo Fighters sort of became this elite band without really being a great band. Like maybe for the first time in history, the current level or wave of elite bands were maybe average bands that just sort of, it's a time and place thing. And I think Weezer kind of falls into that. Now I know that that's a polarizing thing. I know that a lot of people, like someone posted on the comments, they're the American Led Zeppelin. I mean, it's just unbelievable that we've tried to put them into this category. Now, again, certainly they're, leaps and bounds better than the the average band that gets put on this podcast. So that's why I think Tom was thinking we need to only, you know, look at the later era stuff. I listened to a couple later era songs. It's not for me. Um, but certainly there are things about it that aren't terrible. So, um, you know, I think that uh, overall, I think that Weezer's a good band and I think that you know, they probably would have benefited by breaking up a long time ago, which I'm sure they did and got back together or whatever. But, um, you know, not bad, just kind of there. All right, thanks. Yeah, that dude sounds exactly like a bitter Jawbreaker fan. That's exactly <laughs> what that dude sounds like. Like, oh, I was a big fan of Jawbreaker. It's like, oh, okay, the band that, like, totally fucked up their career because they weren't sure if they should or shouldn't sell out, and their fan base turned their backs on them in the time that they needed them the most. Damn. That's what that guy sounds like. I was wow, one Jared's thing I wanted to point like out. That. I guess I'm never playing the comedy attic. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Jared lumped in Weezer and Foo Fighters because I saw them together. I went to that Weezer Foo Fighters tour. I don't know. Did you go see him on that tour? Fooser tour. That was like the two, Fooser tour. Was, nice. 2003. It was great. That sounds fun. Tenacious D was there. I would love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was awesome. Um, Jared, you were right to lump them together. And uh, yeah, some good points in there. I kind of like, I don't know. Sometimes Jared will say that like music has not been good in so long or whatever. Like he said something along the lines of like, this was a terrible time for music. And it's like, there's still good stuff. I don't know. What do you think? Well, that's discount. Well, he's talking about mainstream bands, like. Oh sure, sure. Like, no, we've me yeah. and him have had this conversation before about like. He, I mean, he is. There are a lot of ways he's. There are a lot of good points he makes about it, but it did. It does discount a lot of like stuff that wasn't mainstream at the time. I like don't know. Slater Kenny, one of yeah. my favorite bands ever, active at the same time as Weezer. Sure. They're a great band, and they were called. The best band in rock by Time Magazine. Sure, you got, a lot of, you got a lot of good bands, and they love Donald time. Trump. Yeah. And it was like you could discover a band. That's what I thought was really cool about that era was you could discover, you could get into Green Day. Whether well, it was Green Day, then you get into like the Lookout Records stuff, their earlier stuff, and you find beers bands like the Queers or Screeching Weasel or Pansy Division. 
you know, you get into it Nirvana. It sound like you're making up bands. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I, mean, I know. Someone's <laughs> going to know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, same thing with like Nirvana, sub-pop bands, you know, you found all the grunge bands. So that was kind of a cool thing. I'm sure people, I'm mm-hmm. sure that happens now. Panty Raiders, with... Squirrel House, <laughs> The Freak Boys. <laughs> was around. Dog Hunter. Dog Hunter was there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wolf Mouse. <laughs> Artisan Flag. Dirty Oscar Something. and the Dog Thieves. That's a good one. <laughs> Dirty Oscar. <laughs> Oh, Dirty no. Oscar and the Dog Thieves. Um, Their first record's actually uh, Milk good. Nugget. I love Milk love Nugget. Love the <laughs> um, So let's talk about specifically... Dad's Back. Um, That's do you want to read Linville's comment? Because I think yes. it's interesting. Yeah, yeah I'll yeah. go through. I'll read the Justin Linville works with Chris Gethard, great man. This was a. Uh, this is one of the most... Uh, He's a big wheeze head well like written. you. He might yeah, be a card-carrying yeah. member. Here we go. It's right here. Gambler. Oh, wait, damn. That's Brent Terhoon. A lot, a lot there. Here we go. All right. My answer to what happened to Weezer is mostly we did this to them, which I already I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> like we can't be you can't be blind. Like that's like a, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not even gonna go more into that. Uh, so he says, go back to 1990. You've got a meek, five foot six, sensitive twenty year old obsessed with Japanese culture. He's not gonna like that. Uh, <laughs> raised on an ashram in Connecticut and doesn't possess the ability to make eye contact. The only way he can truly express himself is through music. The only way he can truly connect with other people is through music. He he moves to California and starts a rock band. Their first release is lauded as one of the best rock albums of all time. They put so much of themselves in that album, but it's ultimately what they consider a sort of poppier sound than they'd like to be making. A bit sterile, to quote Rivers Cuomo. It's an amazing, amazing record, but it's not necessarily the rawest expression of the music they're trying to make. It's the distilled version of what makes Weezer popular and what people like about Weezer's sound, not necessarily what they want to make. They follow a blue album with Pinkerton, an album that Rivers put everything into, an intensely personal album. That album is more Rivers' vision than anything they've ever produced, and the critics and fans hated it. When it first came out, it's later regarded as an incredible album. Uh, wait, and it's an yeah, incredible, yeah. incredible album. But when it was first released, the feedback was so negative that the band took a five-year hiatus. When they came back, Rivers wrote less personal material, songs with lyrics that weren't about him. What Rolling Stones described as squeaky clean power pop. You meant to say Rolling Stones. Not magazine, the Rolling not the Stones. Band, <laughs> yeah, 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 squeaky clean. <laughs> uh, am I defending them for putting out an album that's sponsored by Hurley, the clothing company, and pretending it's in honor of the character from Lost? Oh, I didn't know that was what I that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or their terrible 2017 record that's sponsored by Apple Music, or the song where they paired with Lil Wayne. Or the fact that Rain Wilson named one of their albums. Not at all. By the way, yeah, Ratitude. That sounds like Dwight named that. Like, that sucks. Their 2017 album was not sponsored by Apple Music. It wasn't? Well, you gotta tell that to the Linville man. He's not done, by the way. He (laughs) says, but I can understand that the response that the fans and critics have to your art can break you irreversibly. Especially when you're from, man, it's a legendarily awkward, stunted lunatic who's in touch with his feelings in an incredibly unhealthy in an incredibly unhealthy way which is he, why he just described every comedian <laughs> with so many people sure there have been so there have been some good tracks to come out of the post Pinkerton era albeit mostly just tracks they produced in the 90s and re-recorded but yeah they largely haven't been able to recapture the magic and this is nothing that hasn't been said before but I cannot see people talk about Weezer without feeling the compulsive need to defend them Rivers was just a weird guy and the critics broke him is basically what he's saying uh, now he's and now he's just making whatever music he can to try to get the people back. Interesting, Justin. Thanks for writing in. Um, 
I there's some stuff I don't love. I, I never like when it's like we did. The, it's like that Tanya Harding yeah, thing. Yeah, the saying. American people are my abusers. <laughs> yeah, it's like no, everybody has to deal with this. You're right. It is like a comic. I think that's why he's giving him a break a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I say I say for the rest of this podcast, we should go. Let's go album by album, post Pinkerton. Let's talk about them. And if there's a song from your playlist on it, we'll play it while we talk. Perfect. About the album. Well, and I, I think that. the order that I sent them to you They're is in order. Yeah, 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 is so, uh, is starting after Green, so it starts at Malibu. So yeah, we we all said we all are Green. Fans yeah, today. We, yeah. Uh, I hate Island in the Sun now, but I liked it at the time. Uh huh. I want to um, look at the. Yeah, as I said, photographs like a top ten Weezer song for me, maybe top five. I'm What's your favorite song, album. Green? Since you didn't have one in the L. I like Don't Let Go. Don't Let Go is great. Love uh, that song. It's just such a great opening record, and I remember seeing them on the Yahoo Out Loud tour with the get with Ozma and the Get Up Kids. Oh, nice. And um, I don't. I don't know if the Green album had been out yet. I think it was about to come out. And uh, I remember hearing that song and being like, oh, wow, this has got to be like the first song on yeah, the new record. Yeah. And it was. And Hell yeah. I just think it's a great, just great power pop. Like a For sure. very classic Weezer sound. Oh, okay. But I that's my favorite song on the Green album. Oh, yeah. Even down. though this isn't on the playlist. I think this I is the closest thing came to writing the new album. Like a song that would have been Quality level. I love this song. I think that's my favorite song on there, too. That one's really good. Um, so let's talk I about like Maladroit, All right. which is a great word. <laughs> <laughs> when Maladroit first... I remember buying Maladroit. I remember where it was. Like I had left work, went to Best Buy, bought Maladroit, and also, same day, Get Up Kids uh, on a wire. It's 9-11-2001. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Did you know that John Krasinski named this album? <laughs> that's Jim from The Office. Oh, All right. Um... Right. <laughs> Let's move on. Okay. Uh, John Krasinski didn't name. Uh, I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh my god! Well, 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 uh, you were Shrew, taking this way too Rain, seriously. Rain Wilson did write Ratatouille. That's what I was. That's yeah. the yeah. fucking yeah. joke I was making, uh, Nick. God damn I'm sorry. I'm so intense about no, the weeds, like, dude. Like, <laughs> all right, so let's talk Maladroit. Yeah, yeah. All right, Tom, keep your little jokes to yourself. <laughs> God forbid something be registered as not serious <laughs> on our fucking comedy podcast. Jesus. Okay. Am I the most defensive you've had on yet? What? Um, no. oh, oh, defensive? No, uh, I don't think so. Okay. Taylor's very serious about Mariah, but he yeah. makes fun of her. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. All right, so let, let's play the song you picked from Melody, right? So which this is, is Death, Death and first came out I was I didn't know what to do with it like I honestly was like I don't 
and the, that new Get Up Kids album came out that same day, which was also a very different album from, from their last one. Yeah, yeah. So it was like two bands that I loved putting out records that I was like, do I like it? Yeah. Uh-huh. You know? But again, I had so many memories with the Blue Album. Yeah. yeah. And Pinkerton. And to some extent, the Green Album. Because mm-hmm. it was like the comeback. Yeah. So Maladroit to me was like, okay, what else they got? What do they got sure, now? Sure, sure. And that's when I was kind of like, I don't know what to do with the band that I love. Yeah. What is this? And then, but really it's about making memories with that album. For sure. And like now I have them. Yeah. So like I've come to appreciate Maladroit so much, especially mm. in the past like two years. Oh, wow. I like, I, I kind of dumped on it a little bit. And my yeah, friend yeah. Jay Shanoin, a very funny comic from around here, he gave me so much shit for coming <laughs> around to it. And he was like, yeah, you're crazy. for." Yeah. And I was like, I just, uh, just didn't know what to do with it. I love uh, Slob as my favorite song. I was about I to ask you what your favorite one is. Slob on. Let's do like a second. Let's, uh, this is Burnt Jam really fast. This might be my favorite song on here. This is a great guitar part. I just love this part. In fact, I kind of skip after the yeah, yeah. after this intro. I love this part though. Oh no, I love this whole song. Oh damn! All right, here's Slab. We don't usually do this, but it's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. this is this could has a Pinkerton vibe. Oh no. yeah, it is funny. Like, like each album they kind of do. Oh, this song is so good. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so that. So that's the Maladroit song. That's Maladroit. So next we go to Make Believe. What year was Make Believe? That was. 04? Right? Yeah, 04. We reelected yeah. George Bush to a second term. This is 05 for some reason. It, yeah, it yeah. could be. I, it is 05. Year yeah. one of George Bush's <laughs> second term. <laughs> uh, yeah, and year one of year one. <laughs> the Jack was, Black yeah. film. I think that might. Not great. I think it's 06, maybe. This, make believe for me was like the beginning of the Weezer return to form. Like every time Weezer puts out a new album, the press, fans, whoever it is, it's always like. And this, it's going to be a return to form. Yes. I had so much hype built up for this record. Yeah, yeah. And I remember reading an alternative press. I didn't even buy the magazine. I remember reading in like a Sam Goody or something on the North Shore in Massachusetts, reading an alternative press. And it was like an article about Weezer. And it was like, make believe will be the return to form. They were playing us rough tracks from the album, including a cover of Tony Braxton's Unbreak My Heart. Wow. And I was like... All right, yeah, I can see, see him turning that into like a Pinkerton sounding like sad jam, and I, yeah. but that's unique that it's gonna be on the actual album and not a B side. It didn't make the album, but like again, I was like hanging on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the single Beverly Hills came out, and I was like, oh, <laughs> that song got played into the ground, I, and, and it still like, does. Like that song, I feel like that song gets played at like barbecues and parties, for sure. and it's just like <laughs> it's just generic. No one's gonna be offended by it, like, right? Yeah, yeah. Just... It's like any cut off Brian Adams Reckless. Like it's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's safe. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, safe. Yeah, rock. Yeah. yeah, sure. But that's when I think the knock on because Rivers Cuomo, the knock on him is like, oh, it's just formulaic pop. But he literally is trying to write a perfect pop song from like an intellectual point of view at this point. Mm-hmm. I feel right, like. and it's like he kind of did. Yeah, <laughs> it, like no, I mean it was huge. Like with how big it was, it like, was huge. We yeah. should hear just a minute of it, or yeah. like a few seconds. I, I, I know, like the voice. Oh, we're gonna. Oh, yeah. Just like, oh, yeah, yeah. But no yeah you'll you'll know this. Which I love. This song, 
I used to love this song. I mean, when it first came out, I did like it, to be honest. I don't know why. I don't know what caught me about it. I think I just like his voice enough that, like, at first, I was like, oh, it's my guy. He's back. But this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> this is not good. All well, right, let's talk about the song you picked. You picked Perfect Which Situation. Was the single, yes, I, I did. I did yeah. pick this song because it's it sounds it's definitely Rivers right trying to write a perfect pop song, uh, but again, especially the intro, song. it's uh, the, the intro especially is like okay, we got some blue album. This sounds like a bridge. Yeah, yeah, yes. and totally. Rivers Cuomo call, yeah. writes amazing bridges. Like I. I'm in awe of like every bridge that dude has written and for me that's the hardest part as a songwriter yeah. is writing bridges and uh, on their newest not to skip around too much but on their newest record Pacific Daydream which had come out late last year the songs are okay but the, the bridges in there are amazing wow. I love the same thing so much. oh yeah oh it's, it's the best yeah. it's like effortlessly too yeah it goes exactly where you hope it to totally oh, that's some gripe with the green album. People didn't like how Rivers solos and the bridges just kind of mimic the lead vocal. Uh-huh. Which was a criticism of Veronica. Right. Uh, like a self-experience solo. It's just the exactly. And that was something they didn't really do with Pinkerton or Blue Album. So that was sort of that was sort of a noti- noticeable difference in his guitar work. And I think lately um, he doesn't do that as much. Or after that. Yeah, yeah. Much. I love this song. I, I like this song, too. I like a piano-driven Weezer song. I don't think there's that many of them. Yeah. We were talking about this song in the car yesterday, because we, we listened to this song, one of the ways to listen to music, which is driving in a car together. And uh, I was remembering it and being like, this album, I didn't like it. I remember liking this when it first came out and then revisiting it a few years ago and being like, oh, shit, that sucks. Oh, yeah, this that just like downstroke, eighth note, loud guitar. Yeah, it is it's a little like boring. that. That's, I but it's also, I, I like this song. The more we listen to this playlist, the more I like this song. But I also, I'm a big, I like lyrics a lot, and lyrically, yeah, this song kind of sucks. Yeah. The, the opening of What's the Deal with My Brain? Why am I so, what is obviously it? Insane. So obviously <laughs> insane. It's like, oh, are you eight? Why would you Obviously that? insane. Uh, <laughs> I love fucking Haunt You Every Day is such a good closer. Let's hear a little bit of Haunt You Every Day. I love this song. I probably would have picked this song. Hell yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah, I, yeah. The the one song I don't like from this record is My Best Friend. I don't even remember right, that. Goes. My Best Friend. Yeah, and that was friend. originally written for Shrek 2. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, we but know Instead, Ed they went with... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're friends with that endurance, so watch your fucking mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, don't, we don't talk shit about Shrek soundtracks. <laughs> I am Shrek. Shrek is life. Shrek is life. <laughs> Shrek is life. That's true. You guys have seen that, I'm sure. What is that? Shrek is life. I have not seen this. Cool. Uh, are that. we? If we're friends, we won't be after I show you this thing tonight. Are you sure? Oh God. Yeah, you're gonna be very worried. Shrek is life. Oh yeah, I do like this song. Hold Wait, on. we gotta let this chorus go. This chorus is heavy, dude. You showed me this yesterday yeah. in the car. Yeah, I like this. I like that song. Yeah. That song is I like by far more than the other two, the, the two mm. singles that. So uh, this is my 
demarcation point. This is where Weezer loses me is after Make Believe. I like Make Believe a lot, and then I don't think I've liked anything since. Red so Album. That's when we get. Yeah, oh. now we're, yeah. yeah so yeah. we're jumping oh, yeah. to Red Album now. Um, Red Album, I remember this distinctly, and I was having some trouble finding it, but I remember seeing a commercial for the Red Album. Because they played the song, uh, I don't Pork know if it's the... Troublemaker? But I think they played Pork and Beans. I mean, was it... Let's see. Let me hear a little bit. It might have been Troublemaker. I thought you found it earlier and it was Pork and Beans. In the dining They say I need some roguing to put... Yeah, it is Pork and Beans. <laughs> that is... Roguing <laughs> 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 couldn't hurt. Yeah. Uh, I remember... It, it is a, Pork and Beans. Yeah. It was a TV commercial for Pinkers. <laughs> I, like, I watched that today. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. We're watching it like between like The Simpsons or like Roseanne or something. Yeah. Like, it like, oh is my God, like, so album. weird. They don't ever do, you never see that. I because feel like. music, the industry is marketed, everything's marketed differently. Uh, yeah. Now so. it's like the music video is the commercial. Yeah, phone. for sure. You know sure. what I'm saying? Like yeah, you, yeah, yeah. the close up of the new galaxy. For you know? sure. Yes. And then it blows up. <laughs> I uh, I remember trying to listen to Red Album, and I heard The Greatest Man to Ever Live, which I think is one of the worst songs Let's of all time. Let's hear a little bit of that. I, I hate it so much. I don't know if you like it, and I'm sorry if you do, but this song specifically. Well, I... Okay, I actually... I do like this song. Listen to it. And this is like... <laughs> yeah, well, this is also like... <laughs> I did like this song and also I did like the, I did like this song when this album came out yeah, I thought yeah. okay Pork and Beans is just like the typical like Pork and Beans fine. Weezer I don't like Pork and first Beans. single Beverly like what we've come yeah, yeah, to know sure. of Weezer first singles they're like, kind of goofy be, but fun and catchy I think that yeah. might be what I didn't like about it I remember seeing that commercial it's like that's the exactly like there's nothing new to the I mean not that it needs to be new I you know I like Coldplay so fuck me but like there was something about that song where I was like, this is just a formula. I don't know. I hated that song so much. What I liked about it is he was actually speaking to the people that knocked him down and would criticize him. So yeah. I kind of liked that he was doing that in the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was kind of like coming out of his shell a little mm-hmm. bit. in this, like everything that, uh, the the guy who was Justin, Justin that yeah. was sort of like talking smack, like ah, oh, he's an introvert and he needs to blah blah blah. I think he meant that in a good way, though. I mean, I think oh, he, he was like a good way. He's okay. a really nerdy guy himself. I think he okay. meant like he's kind of like yeah. A bitch, he wasn't like coming. He's a. It sounded like he was a fan of. Oh yeah, he's a yeah. Big he wasn't. Yeah. It didn't sound like he was coming after them to me. He, maybe it was the way you were reading it, where maybe you wanted to shit. I think on that them. you're well, just so very defensive. <laughs> you got mad when I said John Krasinski named an album. I think you might be. I think you might be on the defense. It was Ratitude, okay? <laughs> You're skipping around too much. Uh, I'm so of, fired up. One of my favorite moments in this podcast history is you saying that you like a song and Tommy saying, listen to it. <laughs> 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 you can't hear. And also we both, we can say we love the, I, I mean, I'm obviously, um, I'm a mania, I'm a fanatic, but like you love the band. You would say you love Weezer. Yeah, yeah. Weezer. Yeah. I love Weezer too, but I haven't seen them live. So Have you ever seen Weezer 1? I have not. <laughs> I need to sit. Maybe that's what I don't like about them. They, have, they um, have so many g- great. I think they have such a huge catalog yeah, of sure. songs that, like, you can make a playlist of thirty songs that you're gonna love. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, they're gonna be like, sure. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, sure, easily. Sure. Let's listen to Miss Sweeney. This is the song you did pick. Uh, Wait, there's one thing, a story I wanted to tell just yes. before I forget is that in high school I made a demo of me covering Weezer songs where I played every instrument, and my fucking teacher. 
I like told my I had this one teacher's big music fan. I told him I did. He's like, well, let's play it. Like, <laughs> so they played me covering Jamie by Weezer, and I, and like I just remember it was so bad, and like That's everyone brutal. was like, and like it was like, oh my god, everyone's gonna roast me for this, but no one did. So that just That's even worse. After. Yeah, 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 that yeah. is much oh, worse. It's just me being like Jamie, <laughs> you know, my voice cracking and shit. Dude, like, oh, it's one time. Uh, I did this. Uh, <laughs> this is such an idiot. I did this talent show. This is somewhat related because it's like one of those things where you think you got away with I did something. This talent show America's Got Talent. <laughs> <laughs> and Simon Cowell really ripped me. And he's not on that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I did this talent show in fifth grade where I did impressions. Where I was like, I was somehow I convinced myself that I was a great impressionist. <laughs> so I went up and I did. Uh, this uh the print uh, the pauper from the prince and the pauper which is not an impression and then i did i did richard nixon who i didn't know anything about (laughs) i go i am not a crook and i did the peace sign my mom told me to do it she was like that is so your mom was like do nixon yeah she's in the crowd (laughs) do nixon that is the funniest thing and uh, like three years later, this kid goes, remember when you did those impressions? Even the teachers were making fun of you. That was amazing. Like, Wait, really quickly before, and then we'll talk about Miss Sweeney. Yeah. Is, uh, my favorite Richard Nixon impression ever is Dan Ronan, a great comedian who passed away. He used to do a joke where it was Richard Nixon if he was a magazine. And then he just went, I am not a book. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite thing. All right, All right. but we're Let's listening to Miss Sweeney. Miss right Sweeney. Yeah. Why'd you pick this song? I really uh, like it. I yeah, we so, both I liked was, this one a lot. Yeah. Okay, so this is actually this was Miss Sweeney came with the deluxe version of the Red Album. Oh, so it's not on the it. It's on the deluxe version. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which when I make my comes with fries. I made a definitive Weezer playlist on my old Spotify account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went back, which was I pulled all the songs I liked from each album. Yeah. And so I went back and I went through that and I, I didn't have a whole lot of songs from the Red Album that I liked. And primarily because Rivers let other people sing and let other, other bandmates like, write songs in that record. There is a, a good chunk of shit in that album. Um, this song, which is arguably one of the better, best songs from that era, yeah. was on the deluxe version. That's wild. And, uh, I think this song is one of the best. I also get a kick out of Rivers like writing songs like Michael and Carly, like Suzanne and like Jamie, write songs that he knows. This was about the first and, and I like that. Like, my record. My fan's album, Donner, and I love it's true. There's songs in there that just kind of named after friends. You know what I mean? My friend Mandy Damaris in high school. I wrote a song. And I just like that idea. It's like an inside, almost like an inside joke that we share with the world. Yeah, you know? And I like that. And the song's good. Yeah, this is great. The Beastie Boys is sweet. Inside jokes we share with the world. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that idea. I, I love the vocals. I'm the song is sweet. I don't know where that came from. In a way that I think goes over the
sounds like somewhere between a blue album and green album. If they didn't make going to be about rivers chasing teenage Asian chicks yeah. or whatever, I feel like this would be that song. And that's one of the, one of the reasons why I chose it was, it was actually co-written by Dan Wilson. Oh, Dan wow. Wilson is the singer of the semi-song. Yeah. People write off Dan Wilson as a song at Wonder because he wrote Closing Time and his band was popular for a minute in the Dan Wilson is a tremendous song. And he oh, wrote shit. most of Adele's big record and also some Dixie Chicks records as well Dan Wilson is a, a tremendous songwriter yeah he gave those ideas but yeah he's great he's uh and, and he's a huge uh Weezer fan I actually got I got into Semisonic in 95 when their first album came out uh 96 it was called The Great Divide and there's some great songs yeah, out there yeah that one FNT was on that. Brand new baby is on that. Um, the, the drummer from Semisonic wrote a great book. I think comedians should read. Uh, What's it so called? You, so you want to be a rock and roll star? Okay. And back in the AIM days or AOL Messenger days, I actually found myself in a conversation with Dan from Semisonic. They had a very brief conversation about music. Oh wow! Um, but it was like the Great Divide was out. It was AOL. People were looking at this messenger. Yeah, yeah. He had commented on like a Weezer, early Weezer board or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan Wilson from Semisonic and we talked about Weezer that's awesome yeah it was like 96, 97 wow. but I like and that uh, song and I was surprised because yeah it sounds very it sounds like early Weezer it sounds like very youthful I was wondering like, I, uh-huh. it's like you wouldn't know that it's their you know sixth album or whatever at sure. this point he's also Weezer written album, some so. songs there's a song on the White Album California Kids that was also written with Dan Wilson well that's your yeah. is then that your next song or no or it's something LA Girls is the next. LA Girls is the last one. Oh, okay okay so, so we're talking about going go away go away which is what I say to Tom what the hell all the time this is from everything will be alright and everything will be alright probably not in my top Weezer albums I didn't really care what, what if you had to rank uh, what's your top if you had to and we're going to put it into your head. I have a gun. I'm going to put it in your fucking head. If you had to say, it's a card carrying I would definitely put Blue Album and Pinkerton at the top. And I almost have them as a tie. You just got shot. I can't. I mean, those, those two, I feel like they're tied for the first place. And they serve different Oh, yeah. Uh, and... After that, I would probably say, this might be controversial for like diehard loser fans, I think I'd have to say the White Album. Yeah, because uh, Jake Sinclair produced it, um, and he really, he was a huge loser fan. I think he's, he's got to be around my age. He produced the Fall Out Boy records too. And he's like diehard Weezer fan. Weezer is the reason why he started playing music and then became a music producer. And he basically, he said in every interview, he was like, I wanted to try to make a Blue album. Somewhere between Blue and Pinkerton. And I think he did it. Like, he came so close. That record, I think, is like, if the Blue album and Pinkerton married each other and then... um, and, and and got some counseling from modern rock <laughs> modern rock 2016 yeah, yeah, yeah. production 
that would be. I gotta give that. Album. Album. I gotta listen to the White Album. Maybe we should yeah. listen, listen to it on the drive. It's there really. Go. I think yeah, it's yeah. really great start to finish. There's a couple head scratching moments, but at the same time, it's like, well, that's Rivers. But at least he's at least someone's reining in the weird Rivers. You know? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. no more like '94. Sure. Uh huh. Well, of course he's gonna be weird. His name is Rivers. He has a brother named Leaves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gotta get into Leaves <laughs> yeah, at yeah. some point. And Leaves <laughs> was in. Wait, also I wanted to make fun of this before we get out of here that he was in a metal band called Rivers was in a metal band called Avant Garde. Avant Garde. Which is the worst band name. And he was time. 18, but still. Yeah. You know. uh, let's uh, let's listen song? to LA Girls really quick. I just wanted to say about Go Away. I like. I like that song, but I realize it's mostly just because it reminded me of a Decemberist song. I think it's because of the female vocal like coming in. Bethany from Best Coast is the... Oh, oh I love Best Coast. Yeah. I didn't realize nice. that. Yeah. Wow, that's that awesome. Either. That's cool. Best Coast has some great albums. Hell yeah. All right, All right let's listen to L.A. Girls, which is off the white Final album. Final song. Would I be on the record that spelling girls with a Z always happens? Yeah, that could. You should spell it G-U-R-R-R-L. Yes, like I do. How many I think three R's. I mean, this sounds like a little There's another song on this record. Uh, I love when Ryan Gosling sings this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's another song on the White Album called Do You Want to Get High? It sounds so much like Oh, uh, yeah. It kind of rips Billy Joel a little bit. Uh, moving out into the parking lot sounds like oh, Billy Joel moving out, but it's like, it's just crazy. And I think I think this, for all the years I endured of like, Weezer, Return to Form, the White Album, really actually <laughs> <Yeah>. was. <laughs> and I remember like, like, like Oh my god, that was real. Aren't you the boy who cried? As far as I heard on the Latino USA show. <laughs> and, and to be honest, when the White Album came out, like I had told myself, um, before the White Album came out, like that winter, uh, I bought Weezer tickets. And I had said, like, I, I just bought Weezer tickets. I'm hoping to crush on a chick so hard in the spring that I invite her to Weezer in the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, and, then this album came out, which I think the White Album is like such a blue album feel of like good times, yeah, hanging out, yeah, yeah. very summery album. And I did meet a girl. Oh, I did. T- our first date was the Weezer concert, wow. and we had this like crazy romantic like two and a half months together where I fell in love. Yeah, and yeah. I was like nine months sober, and it started with that Weezer concert. And um, so now that's my memory of this record, wow. <laughs> much like the Blue Album I had those memories. That that memory, and then um. Uh, that really relationship good. enabled me to uh, complete my band's record, like finish writing my yeah. album. That's, that's, so. that's great. Yeah. One question. Did you smash? All right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, we got uh, Tom, we you know I smash, bro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. That was super smash, bro. <laughs> super smash. <laughs> 
combo. Uh, in conclusion, Kurt Cobain's ex girlfriend has big boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, say, I'd say they're not. I'd say they're mom bombs. I'd say they're oh, mom bombs. Oh <laughs> All right, god! So we, we got to get out of here, Jesus. but we we rank the playlist. Yes. Tom, you go first. I went first last time. All right. Uh, I am going to say, upon re-listen, I can't say that I don't like Perfect Situation. I really liked Miss Sweeney. Uh, Death and Destruction is great. The rest of it, I was okay with. I don't really love L.A. Girls. I think it's fine. I'd go away. I I like a little bit, but mostly because it's it remind. It, I mostly was like, oh, I want to listen to that December album, like Crane Wife, uh, and then Ruling really Me, I could pass on. But I'm I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna give this playlist a three point seven five out of six because I did enjoy it a lot. Mm-hmm. I think Is that, that factoring in the year that's, of evil or that's whatever? That's, I, I'm pre-factoring <laughs> yeah, yeah, in yeah. the year of uh, non-generosity from Tommy. But uh, yeah, I did enjoy a lot of this. I don't know. I think that I have to take away a little bit for Rivers Cuomo's fetishing, <laughs> fetishizing. Uh, Tommy, what do you uh, think? I, I really like this playlist. I love that you put on, yeah, Death and Destruction's great. Perfect Situation's great. Uh, Miss Sweeney's really cool. I, I'm going to go, the only one I didn't like is LA Girls, uh, mostly because of the Z. <laughs> so for me, I'm going to go five out of six, Damn. but add 0.25 because it's my year of generosity. So 5.25. Damn. And what do you give it, Nick? What do you give it? Out of six? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say it's a six, dude. Yeah. I, I love yeah. Weezer. Weezer Sometimes. till death. I love Weezer. Weezer's yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I want to say I do love Weezer. I just think that they there are some things they lose me on. But, but it's I also, do love this them. is Weezer specifically. Exactly. Post. Post. Like if, and pre, if, if you're on pre, it's definitely a six. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the thing. So That's the whole thing with this podcast. But I like what you did bullshit. where you kind of took one from each album. Except what's the album you didn't, not Green, but what's the other one that you didn't? Ratitude. Ratitude. So Ratitude sucks? Well, I just think that... It gets shit on so much by like diehard fans and then people that fell off and don't listen to Weezer anyway aren't going to have any memorable uh, songs from that one. There was a single from it, um, uh, If You Want Me To. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, so people might know that one. That got played, I feel like that got played a lot, but people write that one off and um, they were trying to go like super pop direction Mm -hmm. with that one. So I just. Because it was six songs, I was like, okay, I'm just going to... No, no, that's great that you, uh, yeah, you made the choice. Um, I'm not going to... Def- I, I I didn't feel strong enough to defend Ratitude with, uh-huh. with this no Tom DeCarby and a dickhead in front of me. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's insane. a joke. Uh-huh. Uh, this is a comedy podcast. Uh-huh. Okay, so let's, uh, really quick, so check out Nick's band. We're going to listen to, we're going to quick listen to a Donahue track. Let Donahue we, uh, track? Out, uh, yeah, 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 we're going to listen to that to close out the show, so check that out. I want to thank everybody who commented on the Facebook. Facebook, though. We got a ton of comments, and it is interesting in there, and a lot of good song recommendations for stuff that they won't play live, apparently. A lot of good videos are posted, so check out my Facebook post about this if you want to see it. Uh, Tommy will be headlining Caroline's on Broadway March 14th. And that will be the eve of our next Stand By Your Band Live. Which is March 15th. So yeah. camp out. Uh, come to that. I'll be at Caroline. Well, a lot of Caroline's dates coming up. I'll be at Caroline's with Nikki Glazer at the end of March. Come check that out. Check out me and Nikki's show starting, I believe, in a few days from when this comes out, uh, on Sirius XM Comedy Central, you up with Nikki Glazer featuring Tom Dakar. Uh, guys, thanks for listening. Check out the Patreon. We just put a new app up on there. Patreon.com slash standbyyourband. Keep it crispy. Thanks for coming on, Nick. Yeah, thanks for having me. Bye. Yeah, dude, this is great. Thanks, dude. Thanks for coming to my house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, here is Dominic. And, and uh, Shaskeen Comedy. Yes, yes. it's a great show. We just did it last night. We had a blast. Yeah. 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 All right, Uh, here is Donner.